you are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page, or on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Quick reminder, we are doing a giveaway. I've got a 3D printed monster, a gray render, super interesting creature and kind of hard to come by, honestly. In order to enter into win, all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Once we get to 20 reviews, we're going to roll a die and see who wins. Hey, everyone. This is David again with High Shelf Gaming. As always, I am joined by my good buddy, Rich. Gen Con Bound 2018, baby. Yeah. I'm doing great. Dave, how are you doing tonight? Dude, I'm doing really good. I'm, I am pumped for this episode. Today, we are talking about basic Gen Con prep and survival. Uh, Gen Con is such a big event, and it's so unique in the convention space. You really need to... You got to get your stuff in order. You can't just... Fly off the handle, like, eh, maybe I'll go to Gen Con, maybe I won't. No, you got to plan for this if you want it to be good. If you just fly off the handle and say, oh, I'm going to go to Gen Con, you're, you're not going to do anything. You're going to stand around. You're going to walk around. You're going to be in the dealer hall. I guess you can play lots of demos because <laughs> if you don't prep, you're not going to get the right games. You're not going to get the right hotel. You're not, you're, you, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to have a great time. You're not going to achieve you're not even going to get a hotel. You're not even going to get a hotel. You're going to be like sleeping on the street trying to get, you know, crash space from somebody. You're going to be trying to like meet people so that you can get crash space. <laughs> no, no. That's when you go to Arcade Alley and you just sleep between two machines. You just got to go lay down after she gets the quarters out for the night or else she'll kick you and wake you up. So if you wait for her to get the quarters out and then you snip between two machines, it's nice and warm. There's a little heat flow. You got a little, if you like that background music, like our fan, you got boop, 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 of games playing. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. living in Tron, man. Yeah. No, and 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 we will get to this because Arcade Alley is a real thing at the convention center and it's a prime hobo spot. If you need to hobo it up, that is legit where you go. You've got, you've got shelter right the wind is yep. not going to get to you it's not cold it's not hot you're you know you got the white noise of the uh of the machines bit by you oh yeah and if someone drops a quarter snag it yeah yeah oh, you're, you know. <laughs> you're like a, you're like an arcade troll you're yeah. hanging out by the bridge of arcade machines hoping to snatch little quarters <laughs> dear listener if you have to sleep in arcade alley let me know i'll drop a quarter off for you <laughs> Just tweet us. Be like, all right, at High Shelf Gaming, I'm I'm stuck at Arcade Alley because I didn't listen to your episode before I got here. But I heard <laughs> that Rich will totally drop me a quarter. So, Rich, get here with that quarter. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah. So, uh, so Gen Con. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Tickets sold out last year. So, even buying your pass is not something you can wait on. Oh yeah, no. And you know, let's say, let's say you make the decision, you buy the pass, right? And then you've also come up with a decision you're not going to go. You can refund these. Well, you know what? I refund tons of stuff. Um, that's a good question. I refund. I refund things that I buy in tickets, mm-hmm. and they put it on there for next year. 
Yeah. So I kind of wonder about that with badges. I'm going to so, take a look at the intranets while you. So, no, no. So I have I have checked this out. So you can refund your badge. They do charge a refund type fee if you want cash. If you want to get your cash back, and the tickets are expensive this year, they're like 110 or something like that. So if you want your 110 bucks back, they will totally hand you maybe 100 of that. Um, um, and that goes back to your credit card or to your wallet, whatever that is. Um, no Bitcoin this year, right? Sorry, kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they don't do, um, they will do credit. And I think if you say, hey, just credit my account, they'll give you 100% of it. That's what I do. So yeah. when I went to, and today, when I went to Sunday, when I, Sunday, 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 when I went to buy my badge. For I your actually, monster truck rally? Is that what? Yeah, that was my <laughs> monster truck. Um, when I went to buy my badge for Gen Con, when it, when it came out, I, I think I bought two badges. Uh, one for Robert, floppy hat guy. And I, I think I had $180 worth of credit. So from other things I had credited back to my account. So man, if you're going to go maybe in a year or two and you're thinking about it this year, go ahead and buy it. I mean, keep your account alive. And uh, because last year they ran out. Yeah. And I remember, you know, talking to Rob going, did you really buy your badge yet? Are you sure you have your badge yet? Because they're about to run out. And I think two days later they did. Yeah. So, um, and man, buying single day badges costs more. Yeah. What was the, what, when did they run out last year? What, do you remember the month or the day? You know, it was not like, you know, we, we've chatted in the past about board game geek, you know, sold out in three hours. Um, because they can do 50,000 people. Um, it takes a while to go through the four day badges, but I want to say what, three months before the event, there were no four day badges. Wow. Wow. I mean, it was not the week before. Oh, maybe it was about a. I don't know, guys. Hey, troll me, correct me. I'm going to say two months before the event, they were sold out because it definitely they did hit a sellout point. I'm starting to think as I remember, maybe it was closer and closer to the event to where I even wondered if they did it as a publicity scam. Oh, dude, I don't think so, man. It was 50 anniversary. What a great time to say, psst, psst, we sold all the badges, um, you know, for your 50. No. I don't know, man. Not saying that there's a, you know, deep throat thing going on here. But <laughs> there's not a there's not a presidential conspiracy going on over here. That's look, right. Look, they, <laughs> there's no way there was a publicity. Set. Look, that felt Did you full. watch it? It came out. They were like, we've run out of badges, my friend. <laughs> no, no. It felt full. It felt like yeah. they had filled up and that there was no more room in that convention. Now, we talked about it. It was a really well-run convention. It felt very nice. The people were bathed and clean, and I felt like everybody's hygiene was on point. But it was full. And you know another reason to make sure you get your badge if you want to go? You can't get a room yeah. without a badge. Yes. And rooms go on sale... February 10th, right? It's right around the corner. We better get this episode produced and out the door. Yeah, it is coming up. It is coming up. I think I'm going to skip a couple episodes to get this survival recording out the door because, you know, we've got a backlog. And guys, this is critical. You got to get your badge so you can get access to the hotel suite system, right? Because the way they're doing it now is on February 10th, you get an email. If you already have a badge, you'll get an email saying, hey, 
on this day at this time, you can get yourself and you know, you can get yourself a room. We have already bought all of the rooms in Indianapolis. There's no, oh, yeah. ro- there's no rooms left. It's all dedicated to Gen Con. You can't go and like get a room on the side from the hotel anymore. It's all pre-bought by Gen Con and Gen Con through what is it Q system or something like that is going I to. Think you're, you're barking up the right tree there. Q rooms. Q rooms. Okay, so they're going through Q rooms this year, and these guys are going to sell you your room to you. Um, so you got to have your badge for the four days. That's how you get the four day room. Right. And, and they're not gonna, they're not mincing around with this stuff anymore because the city runs out of space. Your only other pressure relief valve is Airbnb and other room sharing apps and sites. And all of those guys are expensive too. I remember last year, Kelly and I, we got an Airbnb. And it was sweet. It was a great choice. But that thing was expensive. He, like, doubled or more the price of the room for that weekend. Wow. Because Gen Con yeah. weekend. You know? It's Gen Con weekend. You know, I was going to say, I remember um, trying the scam where you go and get a room. You know, hello, this is uh, Mr. Heathcliff. I need to book a room for a business trip. Um, you know, calling in and trying to do that. And the only rooms I had were were literally, like, $1,500 a night, $2,000. I remember it was something crazy. Like, yeah, we, we still have the presidential suite available. Yeah. For, you know, and that was eight months before the event. Yeah. That, they, you know, all the other rooms, they will not let you touch. I don't know how other people are in those hotels while we're there. I saw a wedding last year. Uh, you know, how did they hit these rooms? Um, it must be through an event planner. Now that I say that out loud, I bet you any money that they do have stuff set up. Um, for people that are, you know, true event, they're not trying to game the system like you and I would game the system. Right. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to host a, a gay wedding in Indianapolis yeah. on the day of Gen Con just to get us there with some rooms. I mean, I'm not above, I'm not above that. I would, I would absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, did you know when we go to Origins Game Fair, it's always the gay pride weekend. Oh, so that's, that's so cool. Oh, yeah, it's always kind of funny. It's like they always seem to be – or the gamers and the gamers uh, were all there at the same time, and uh, it's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Okay, get your badge. Yeah. Be ready for February 10th. Yep. Get your time frame and email, and let's all guess if I'm going to have an early time frame or a late time <laughs> I can pretty much guarantee you, dear listener, it is a late time frame. I don't know, man. I am not blessed. But it comes know. with this whole thing. I've never been blessed. No, no. When like go at the same time, and you would get your order, and people would be like, "Oh, I'm I'm thirty. I'm a a three hundred and seven, and I'm like I'm thirteen thousand and eight. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So the way the way housing used to be is all of the rooms went open at the same moment, which was awful because in every Gen Con goer is all logging into the site all at the same time. They're crashing it. The rooms aren't there by the time you get to click through. I remember on housing day, the lot of us would get on a call together and just be clicking through, hoping that one of us would get the page to load so we could buy a room for everyone. Oh, yeah. We'd have someone on a big pipe, you know, and I'll talk about this during event registration. We'd have someone on a big pipe, someone on someone's out in the boondocks. You know, we're we're, you know know what? We need to figure out where their servers are. (laughs) 
That's what we need to do. Get a, get a VPN getting it. No one listened to that. Ed, Kelly, edit that idea out. I do not want the idea of finding out where the servers are for event registration and creating a VPN tunnel into that area to get out. Um, well, you don't, you, don't, I, <laughs> you don't need it for the rooms, at least. You'll be able to get a room. And this year, you do it in order, so not everybody's hitting the room registration at the same time, which is better, right? That's, that's, that's how yeah. you should do it. And Especially then, when it's all the one one nighters or two nighters yeah. that take the Friday Saturday block, you know what I mean? I'm I'm there for the entire thing. I and and this is now going to be arrogant, but I should get top priority. If you're there for the entire con, you should get to book your room first. But they don't do it that way because that's really kind of unfair. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. And really, you'd kind of think that the way they would do it is all of the all of the four rumors four dayers would get room choice first. And then all of the other folks that are doing like Friday, Saturday, and then there's going to be other folks that are there for the Sunday show, for the family day, yeah. yep. that they somehow like get those so that they're, excuse me, splitting up that room right. Because that's the thing is that like you need, you need it to be efficient. Yes. And the only way you're going to get I, efficient I is if you get your, get your, you know, early and late folks kind of, kind of bundled up together. And I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough logistical thing because honestly, Gen Con is too big for the city now. Oh, yeah. there And hey, there is no way everyone can get a downtown room. That just is impossible right. for that to happen. If you do somehow get to pick that center of Columbus where their their little statue is, they call it something square. Um, man, there's a lot of great hotels down there. Um, did I say Columbus? I meant Indianapolis. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great little hotels down there. It's such a nice walk too. Yep. And on the weekends, that's where where people walk around and go to bars and stuff. And so it's a, it's a really neat place to stay. So yeah, let's look at the layout of Indianapolis. You've got Lucas Oil Stadium, and that's the 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 that's True Dungeon Stadium during yeah. Gen Con weekend. Yeah, that renames itself to True Dungeon Station, which is or Stadium because it's the best place in the world. Near there are like two or three little hotels, like a Comfort Inn and that kind of thing. Solid place to stay if you're going to be there are Marriott, JW Marriott, something like those. Yeah, yeah, something like that, something like that. Yeah, so if you're going to be grinding True Dungeon, you stay over there because you're right next to Lucas Oil. Right, super simple, super easy. Right across the street from Lucas Oil is the beginning of the convention center. The convention center sprawls out throughout, I don't know, two city blocks. It's huge. Um, and then connected to the convention center via Skybridge are like five hotels. Those are the hardest hotels to get into. Just bar none, they're the hardest ones to get into. If you can get into them, good on you. Um, but they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough to get into because they're attached to the convention center. You don't Oh, by go the way, to go there. That is JW Marriott, Marriott, Weston. You know, I've got a link here that um, I need to have you uh, put into the system for downtown Indy. Um, it has a lot of great maps like the Skywall map, Bike Share map, Indy Ride Group, um, you know, a lot of pieces like that. That as we're talking about these hotels like the Crown Plaza, uh, the Comfort Suites over by Locust Oil, you're able to take a peek yourself. And by the way, that area I talked about is called monument circle okay so monument circle is on the other end of the convention center way past the convention center from lucas oil so where the football stadium is you draw a line from that through the convention center and all the way on the other side of all that is where this uh circle is but what was it called like three blocks 
Monument Circle, four blocks. Yep. Four, when you four. got two shoes, it's nothing. <laughs> when, you got two shoes, Dave. You can make a long walk in two shoes. When you when you're on day four of walking from downtown Indianapolis all the way to Lucas Oil and then back because you're Rob and you forgot your badge and you oh, decided to run all the way back. <laughs> run all the way back to your hotel room to get your badge so you can do your what is it $60 true dungeon run that's right yeah and there'll probably be more this year we'll see yeah you you remember your stuff and you wish that your room was closer so you know I, I will say the closer you can be to the convention center the better but if you have to get away from it Downtown is great over by Lucas Oil is great it's a little sketchy over by Lucas Oil honestly but I've never felt unsafe. I've just that's the Queen Bridge. When you walk past there and you go down underneath, um, yeah, it's a little sketchy, man. It, it yeah, feels a little sketchy. Beer at that little gas station on the other side. <laughs> sketchy, uh, but, know, but otherwise, you're staying at the airport, right? Yes. If you're not at one of those three places, you're staying at the airport, and the airport does have shuttles, so you can get to and from the convention. But you're not going back for your badge. Right. So before you leave that room, you're doing your checklist. Do I have my badge? Do I have my tickets? Do I have my stuff? Now, let's talk about a couple of things coming in from the airport. Right. You mentioned the buses. Right. So those do run. They fill up really quick. I, the time that you and I were at the airport, yep. man, I got down there for we would be there first thing to get in the boat. Yeah. Or the, the boat, the bus, the bus. <laughs> now, there is tons of parking. Now that we're going to put in the links that downtown indie page and you can even see all the parking. Um $20, $40, something yeah. in there. Uh, yeah. But there's really places that are very close to the convention center. Again, you got to get in early to make sure you get the primo parking. I would almost Uber it, honestly. I was going to ask you because I have not Ubered really except to only go to the airport. But last year you took advantage of it. What would you think? Yeah, so last year Kelly and I stayed at the Airbnb kind of far away from the convention center. We were on the other side of the zoo from the convention center and we were far and we, yeah. we took the, we took Lyft and an Uber every day and it was fine. It was, it was perfect. No parking. What was your round trip experience like cost wise? Um, I would say round trip was probably 30 bucks round trip, 15 right. there, 15 so back. You, you got the convenience of not having to look for a parking spot, number one, right? Right. So you didn't have to deal with traffic. You didn't have to deal with this place is full, this place is full, this place is full. Mm -hmm. And you spent maybe $2 more than the generic parking downtown. Right. And you didn't have to walk back to your car. And I was you never late. I was, I was never late to an event because I was looking for parking. Man. Because, okay, we need to get into Event Reg. Here's the thing. With Gen Con, which is different than most other conventions, you're paying... For every event you attend, each event right. is cost you two bucks to sixty bucks or whatever it is. It's going to cost right. you money, and it's on yep. a clock. It's on a clock. You cannot show up fifteen minutes late and be like, "Uh, excuse me, can I just uh, get in?" It's like, no, they've already started. <laughs> Someone took your spot, bro. Yes. Someone's standing there with generics, hoping you got messed up in parking so they can play Doctor Who, Time and Adventure, Satellite with Floppy Hat Guy. Exactly. Exactly. You cannot be late to these events. Because literally, here we go. Get your badge. Be ready for the 10th. Get in your housing circle. Then you got to have some ideas about what hotel you want based upon what you want to play. Yep. And um, as we've said, if, you, if you're looking on the map and you're near Lucas 
or you know the JW Marriott has a lot of role playing in it. Yeah. So if you're a big role player, you want to be either in JW or near JW. Yeah. So you, you can so you can role play till four in the morning. So let's let's talk about the different hotels. Uh, Lucas Oil is where all the True Dungeon is. So there's three little hotels by Lucas Oil. That's where all the True Dungeon is, and it's awesome. Um, the convention center is where the dealer's room is. It's where a lot of the like minis gaming is done. It's where a lot of the um, the big tournaments are done there. So the L5R LCG, Netrunner, Magic the Gathering, all of your big tournament games are done in the convention center, in the main gaming hall. Um, and then you've got a couple little breakout rooms like video gaming, I think, still gets wedged in there. The uh, The beta gaming where you get to go and play a game before it's really ready to be out in the streets. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I learned that has that name. Proto Alley. Proto Alley. Yeah, there Pro- you go. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, Proto Alley is in the main convention center. But you're right. If you're going to do role playing, you're in the hotels that are attached to the convention center. There's like, I think Pathfinder has a huge hall still in the Marriott. Are they at the Marriott? I can't remember. No, Pathfinder's still in the convention center, but they're almost like this separate section of the convention. Yeah, second floor, huge dining hall or ballroom. Um, But yeah, all of the other role playing, even my like Rokugan, the L5R role playing game that I love to play, that I play every year obsessively, that's in the other hotels. Where we go and play um, uh, uh, Tower of Gygax is in the hotel. JW so, Marriott. Yeah. So so if you're into role playing, you want to be in or near the JW Marriott or downtown. Right? Those walks are not horrific. If you're gonna be grinding a lot of true dungeon, you wanna be over by Lucas Oil. And that's just logistics. That's just being near the things you love. Uber sounds like the right way to go, man. Yeah. I, I mean, unless you're, you know, carrying a bunch of stuff in your car you want to go back and forth to. That might be the only way. Like, let's say, let's just put on your imaginary hat. <laughs> that you are um, Battletech man, right? Man, this and hat you is came really here to play nice. Battletech. Yeah, you, I see. I Get love, your hat on. I love this hat. Thank you. And you're Battletech man. And mm-hmm. so you've got 328 minis for yeah. Battletech. Yeah. And you, and you only need certain squads for certain times of the day. Yeah. That might be a great reason to drive. So you can go back to your car, pop the trunk. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. The, the the guys who are carrying lots of gear for their games, one, I feel for you. Because yeah. that's tough, man. That is tough. Um, get a new fucking game. But yeah, go <laughs> get a card game. Get a card game yeah. with pictures of mechs on them. bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I get it. I get it. Some games just require a lot of material. I mean, even yeah. Dragon Dice. I remember you guys are carrying around backpacks full of dragon dice freaking true dungeon true dungeon you guys are kitted out with like five tack tactical backpacks full to the brim of tokens so you can play freaking true dungeon like we're talking all this smack but we're we're like camels loaded down the way back to the hotel yeah exactly like i okay that kind of stuff that would pay, it would be worth having a car if nice. i needed a if i needed a uh yeah yeah, an LPOP, home base, a place to go and drop my stuff, pick other stuff up. But yeah, no, I think that would be the only reason to drive. Otherwise, Uber, Lyft, man. I, I do it for other places. I love it. Um, I think it I, I'm, It just makes a lot of sense. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, getting downtown, uh, one of the things we have found is, uh, you know, we, we land, we fly in. We have, we, we'll take the city bus downtown. Nice. 
So we'll nice. load up, and for a dollar and a half, <laughs> we'll take the city bus downtown from the airport. Yeah. Whereas everyone else is paying 15, 30 bucks or whatever. We're just on the way in, you know, you're kind of just kind of, there's nothing going on. Take it, you know, and gosh, what to be prepared to pay for. I think this can go anywhere from 800 a night to 150 a night. What do you think the price range per night is? Yeah, for for housing, I think yeah. If you were lucky, you're getting it at 150 or less. If you're like early, early, and you go straight to the airport, you might be able to get like 89.95 a night. But I don't think so. I think hotel prices are going to be north of 100, and you need to be prepped to spend two. And downtown. To, oh yeah, two to eight, and and that's why you get that's why you get in with groups. You know, yeah. it's you and, and three other buddies and you got to get used to the idea that you're going to be sharing a bed and somebody's going to be snoring and you're going to deal with it. Hey, 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 Don't hate on the snorers. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I remember one year. You, you know, dear me, listener, he said, and someone might be snoring, which, which really meant, and Rich is going to be snoring. <laughs> no, no. There was one time we went to one convention. I don't even remember who was in the room. Um, it was me, you, and a couple other dudes. And I swear, all everybody was snoring their faces off. And I was like, I am going to die in this room because I had a chorus of sleep apnea victims. <laughs> hey, hey, let's, let's be honest about that, too. That's one of those discussion points that I tell whenever we, you know, we do rooms and we all share. Um, I tell people, I say, bring your ear things yeah your what do you call those things you put in your ears i don't need them what do you call the things earplugs bring your earplugs do not not show up without earplugs (laughs) because you will go insane (laughs) unless you're like me and i can sleep through an airplane taken off um you know it's one of those that you you got to there's so many different people in there that you you know uh you got to have that i you know just like uh some people will bring the um Eye muffs, not ear muffs. Eye muffs. What, what's the uh, <laughs> what's that called? Um, what do you call those? The, the eye muffs. You know, you cover your eyes with them so you can sleep. What do you call? Them? <laughs> do you not have no idea what I'm talking about? You're like, I, I can't say the name now because you called it something incredibly wrong. Yes, it's a mask. It's an eye mask. It's what you. That's eye mask. That's what, that's what the fucking Lone Ranger wears. I'm not, I'm not talking about the ones with holes. I don't want to hear about your role playing. What, what are the ones that uh, the blinders? They're still called eye masks. They just come. okay. I sleep mask, eye mask, eye mask, you mask, we all mask. Anyways, um, you have one of those because everybody's coming in at different times. It's true. So someone might roll in at two thirty. After they moved all the, you know, all the uh, barricades from the from the guys doing construction to block everybody's room on that floor, and they're letting all that light in. That happens. And that, I'm not admitting we did that. That, that happens. But we totally it? did. They were working on some rooms, so they had those little barricades up, those little plastic ones that oh, say yeah. don't pass. Yeah. And we went and put them in front of people's doors. <laughs> so when they went to go out in the morning, it was like, hey – what do I do? So yeah, cheap thrills, cheap thrills. Okay, now let me ask. Let me go over the price again. Um, downtown, 
at the like embassy suites, Indianapolis downtown last year, that worked out to be 250, 265 a night in cha- with change. And that was a single bed or a double bed? Two room suite, one king bed. Mm. So the beautiful thing about the two room suite that we found is you put two people up front and there's a door. And you put two people in the bed and they have a door. So you put your loud people up front, close the door. Yeah. Or if they if they're if they fight for it, I guess the, the loud people can go in the back, close the door. But you can create a little division. Yeah. And the way we did that was also that um, the folks that came in at two thirty or three in the morning when they came in the room didn't disturb the people in the back that were already closed in. They didn't have to have eye masks. Or eye muffs. They didn't have to have eye muffs. They were able to close the door and not have the light bother them. Oh. Um, being a good roommate. Yeah. So, hey, brother, so I found out something with my crews. Oh. Called poop pourri. <laughs> poop pourri. What is this? What is you, this? Go to, go to Alta or, or go to Amazon. Yeah. Poop pourri is a thing that you spray in the toilet that you do your your business. And it camouflages, masks the smell. It's all natural oils and ingredients. You spray it first. You use the restroom. And then when you're done, everything smells normal. It's the oddest damn thing in the world. I'm, I, I mean, seriously, you know, when you're in a little cabin in a, in a ship and it's, you know, me and my son, which are, you know, two full-grown men, <laughs> um, that was that, – that's, that's making an appearance at Gen Con. Yeah. Okay. Poopery. Item one. Item two, keep your stuff in a space that is yours, right? Yes. Because what ends up happening is if you are one of those people who like takes off your clothes and you're like, I'm getting ready for bed and I just toss all my stuff into a corner and then all of a sudden my shirt is next to somebody else's stuff. I've come home with an extra shirt before. I don't want to do that again. That's weird. You know, so like, oh my God. I had a friend lose his entire pair of shoes. Ryan lost his shoes. And so I tease him about it every year because some dude, we were gaming in the room. Some guy went to leave, put Ryan's shoes on and left. <laughs> what am I? I couldn't even understand they fit. The other dude was like six foot tall. Ryan's like five foot tall. I was like, how does this dude fit in his shoes? But yeah. yes, be, caught, be courteous with where you put your gear. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and be clear, like this is this corner is mine, this other corner is someone else's, you know, yeah. and and uh, you know, and, and poopery and all that other stuff is is all in line with that. Like, make sure that you're controlling scent, make sure you're controlling your mess, and make sure that if you have a bunch of gaming supplies, that it's all still kept in order, you know. Like, if you yeah. bust all your stuff out because you're trying to make a new deck for tomorrow's tournament, that's great. But when you're done. Put it all back because you've got roommates that need that space to bust out their decks or their minis or whatever else. Just, you know, pick up a little bit so that everybody else can use that same space. It's not just your space anymore. you got to be considerate that you're sharing this room with two, three, five other people. Now, when we've done the five before, Rob knows this. You don't know this. Ryan doesn't know this. Any of my other gaming group that listens to this doesn't know this. So, dear listener, you're getting exclusive. I show up and I put renewsits in my bag to where then once I get in the hotel room, I'll open them and stick them all over the place behind things. <laughs> you know the little fresheners? The ones that are supposedly suck out the, the smell from the air? I'll bring like four of those. 
See, Rob knows my scam. I'll bring like four of them. And I'll set them up under the bed, behind this, normally in a cone around where I want to sleep. So I'll create a cone of, of smell absorption around me. And I, I, when we get into the busy rooms, I have done that. Now, lately, we've had just enough people that we, we kind of just have enough people in a room to where that's not an issue. But when we pack in, I've packed in. <laughs> You've got your odor eaters everywhere. That's it. Little agents taking it out of the air for you. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. That's so funny. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, uh, the other thing is you got to just leave a tip for the for the housing staff. Oh, yeah. Just, just, just do know, it. Man, I almost think we should make a a little placard that we wear, leave a tip for the housing staff. Cause I wonder how many people really know that, that etiquette anymore. You know what I mean? Cause that was definitely always an etiquette that as a business traveler, right. I know, but I wonder if that's an etiquette. A lot of people know that, especially after some of these rooms, man. Yeah. I mean, just, just know that these poor housing staff people have to go in after Gen Con after people have wrecked their rooms all weekend long, and some of them have not been refreshed because they'll leave the little tag on the door saying, please don't come in, which I fully yeah. support. I put yeah. the tag on saying, don't come into my room because I've got a bunch of valuable stuff in there. I don't want any, I don't want to lose my fork. I don't want to lose my high-end magic cards or whatever it is I've brought um, or to ever suspect anybody. So I just put the little tag on and know that nobody's getting in my room. Um But four days at later, that room is pretty trashed, even if I've been a clean person. So leave a little tip for the housing staff because they're they're the they're the unsung heroes in all this, you know. Like they're making it sanitary for everybody else to come in after Gen Con has wrecked it. Very good point. Yeah. Very good point. Um, anything else on housing? I can't think of anything else really big on housing. Oh, I got a little one. If you haven't bought a badge yet, and you're going with a big group, if you buy three badges, you can reserve two totally different rooms oh like i bought two badges this year i can still only reserve one room from the housing portal so let's say you got a big group going and you need two rooms well you have two people buy three badges and that way you have two people now that are in the ability to get a, a hotel and those two people can also get two rooms and so you have double chances i guess yeah because if you need two rooms that's a way to make that happen Instead of one person gets it and the other one doesn't, I think what's nice about that when it's that three or four badges trying to get two rooms is you can get them in the same hotel. Oh, and nice. we have always had a better gaming experience when we're in the same hotel. We just have we go between room and room. You don't have to like half the team go this way and half the team go that way. Right. Uh, you get a little red versus blue going on. This makes it to where everybody can be together. So. If you got a big group, you need two rooms, make sure you got people on your team that are buying three badges on their account so they can do the ability to get two rooms when they nice. come up in the housing portal. And, and I, That would be my last tip. And, and I think that the inverse of that is true as well. If you've got a small group and you know you're going to only need one room, everybody buys their own badge. Because yeah. now each person is another lottery ticket to get an early spot in the in the uh, in the room payout, so if you're if you know 
that three or four of you are all going to share one room. All of you buy one ticket, right? And and I agree with you. Getting everybody in the same hotel is more important than everybody getting into the Optimo Hotel for themselves. Because you're right. Somebody's going to be the odd person out. They're going to feel like they're left out because they're always the one having to make the trip to the whatever. Best to just get your crew together. We're talking all about Gen Con today, but kind of Gen Con is its own game. You know, there's rules and you got to game it. You got to... You kind of look at those rules and figure out the advantage because there's there's a zero sum game here, okay. man. There's only okay. so many hotel rooms. There's only so many one, things. Dave. Okay, you got one more. Don't got- give up hope. So if you just have to get downtown and the housing portal's all over and you got get a hotel, definitely get a hotel, but you got a hotel out at uh, you know, Red Roof Inn, we'll leave the lights on for you. Yeah. If you're out at the Red Roof Inn, just stick with it. What will happen is weeks before the con, all these people that reserved a downtown room that now can't go release their rooms. Yes. You have the availability to pick them up. Now, I've done this. Man, you got to put some time commitment in to checking. And also, last year I saw, and I did not partake in this, and I don't know the legalities or the, uh, you know, ethics of this. Someone Python script a game to where they could set it up. It's doing some type of pulling, getting, push, data, chuck, get, push. And it would alert you when your hotel had a room available with your time frames. Wow. Um, I just saw that floating around on the on the on the news groups, you know what I mean? Um, so God am I old. I just said news groups. Um, so don't give up hope. Uh, when I had it one time and, and kept doing it, I would basically check in at like nine. I would check in at eleven forty-five. I would check in at three forty-five. I would check in at six forty-five, and I did that religiously for days, for weeks, and I got a room. Yeah. So it is just a matter of of keeping your eye open after, and um, also you know on the I think on the web you can find some places where people talk about um, you know room share. Don't purchase rooms. That's illegal. Don't sell rooms. That's illegal. Right. So if you, you will get yourself in trouble with the organization. Um, so not, not worth it. Make sure your credit card is current that when you get into that housing portal, remember you do not use that room until August and you're going to be booking it in February. I've heard it happening. That people go to purchase their downtown room right in the best spot, right at the JW Marriott, and they play all these D&D games, and they get to where they're checking out, and their card expires in July. And so it kicks them, and maybe their cart gets messed up because they don't have another one ready to go. So when you go to do that, make sure your card is valid through the entire time of your stay. And I would even say, make sure you got an extra month after that. Yeah. You know, make sure you, you know, if it's a, if it's a, you know, August usage, make sure it's a November expiration. Yeah. Okay. Seriously. That's my last tip. No, that's, uh, that's all really good stuff. And I'm so glad we just focused on housing because it's its own train wreck of problems and it's a limited resource and you got to know how to get it. Right. And don't be, don't be mean. Don't be stingy. You know, like take what you need out of the housing portal. Cause there's 50,000 people who need to find a place to stay. 
you know, so, you know, be good <laughs> to your fellow Gen Conner. So once you do upgrade your room, you know, you've waited for the portal to open up the, the space and you've jumped into it like Rich just just described, go and release your old room, right? Get that yeah. one back into the pool so somebody else can get a room because they're just as hungry for a space like you are. Um, God, how many sadists are out there holding on to their room? Did I use the word right, sadist? How many sadists are out there holding on to their room like, <laughs> <laughs> So be, you know, be aggressive, you know, be assertive to get your space. But once you have your space, release the old, you know, still be good to the community. Um, because we're all nerds here. We're all gamers. You know, we're all just trying to have fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think this has been an awesome first episode in this. I know we have at least one more survival episode talking about event registration and maybe yeah. one more about attendance itself. We'll see how event registration goes. Cause it's a whole different train wreck and you got, you got to game that one just right. Otherwise you're, you're SOL. All right. Well, um, everyone thanks again for joining us for another great episode here at high shelf gaming as always have fun and play well. This is Rich signing off from Arcade Alley. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. You're wearing a lot of layers today. Is it is it cold it's in Texas? Freezing down here. <laughs> it, you know, Houston got iced in. Yeah, I heard that. That Portium City, they flood. Now they get iced in. Um, we didn't get anything up here north of Dallas, but it got down to like, uh, it'll be 1916 tonight. Um, it was like 20 something when I took the kid to school. So, dude, that's way too cold for me.